What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Player X, here with the Semi-Limited Podcast. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Just want to thank everyone here for listening and returning back for another episode of the podcast today. I appreciate you guys and all the love you guys have been sharing online, whether it be on our uh, Twitters, our YouTube, our Spotify, our distributors, all that stuff. You guys have been showing mad love. We were the top podcast for 40-plus viewers, and we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, can't wait to make 2024 20, uh, our better year. So with that being said, we got a whole lot in the docket today. I got a returning guest, but for the first time this year, I'm going to get them into the mix. Uh, and But before we get into all that and all the fierce competition we're going to be talking about, let's get through all the bullshit. So with that being said, please go to our Linktree link in our description box below. Following all of our social sites, you'll click that tab. It'll bring up everything as far as our Twitter, our instagram facebook you name it we're on it and we are there so you can go there click follow subscribe hit the bell notifications follow whatever the fuck you got to do to get notified because when we hit our goals we'd be giving away to you guys we gave away seven prizes or giveaways last year we'll be giving away hopefully i'm trying to double that with 20 with uh being the next giveaway at 50 followers on tiktok 100 followers on twitter or x and 200 followers on instagram or youtube uh, our sponsors over at Unplugged Gaming, who we'll be shouting out in a bit, have given us graciously a box of Phantom Nightmare that I know you guys are all Ooh. clamoring for to give away to you guys for all for listening. Uh, so we'll probably do that at 100 Discord followers. I think we're at 93 or 94. So be sure to click that link tree link down below to join our Discord and be a part of uh, our community there and as well as enter yourself into the raffle because it'll be given to one of our uh, exclusive members and they'll be able to uh, receive a copy of the box from uh, our sponsors over at Unplugged. Speaking of them, shout out to Unplugged Gaming and Manly's New York for sponsoring the podcast with such giveaways. You could also be sure to join their Discord server in description box. It's be a little bit below ours. And to join all of their TCG communities, whether it be Pokemon, Magic, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever it is, whatever card game, board game desires that you guys want to play, uh, they got it down there into their Discord and they have the community ready for it. So be sure to go down there, communicate with everyone, uh, maybe talk to somebody about a trade, meet up there locally, and if you show up in store and get anything, be sure to mention that the boys over at the Semi-Limited Podcast sent you, and they'll be sure to hook you guys up. Also, you could be sure to catch Brad, aka Mr. Perfect, live streaming on Twitch every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so be sure to catch him out uh, in Twitch land, uh, where he will be doing his uh, deck theory, his testing, some master duel grinds, maybe some OTS championship or regional testing. We've really been cooking up for this new format, so uh, be sure to catch him on his streams out there. Last giveaway was on his stream. He, we also give him things like mats and other OTS packs to go out to his uh, stream watchers, so be sure to catch one of his streams every Saturday night, again, at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's the East Coast of the United States for those who are outside of it. With all that being said, I think we're getting faster with it. I think it was only like three or four minutes. Uh, getting into today's episode, I just want to talk about a couple things. But before we do that, I want to bring in our guests for today. You guys have heard all their voices before uh, last year. If you guys have been listening since our birth year of 2023, they've been on and off the podcast various amount of times. And I love having them on. They're our brother-sister podcast over there in New York City. And without any further ado, I'd love to introduce them. You got heart of the podcast. You guys can introduce yourselves as you guys want. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's Mel from Heart of the Podcast. I'm Nicholas. I'm better than Joe and Vanquish Soul is bad. Oh, this God. is Joseph. This is Joe. 
That was good. That was good. Yeah, right. <laughs> How are you guys tonight? All good? All good? Yeah, we're acting a bit yeah. chaotic, it seems. No, yeah, it seems no. Like that. That's why I love no, having you guys no. on. It's I've always never, a fun episode when I have you guys on. I've never been chaotic. Name one time, though. No. One time. No, every time you, you summon, talk about here, it's chaos. You summoned Chaos Angel like two weeks ago. Shut up. <laughs> Literally yeah. epitome of chaos. Actually, do you uh, without, that card? Before we get nope. into it today, <laughs> <Nope. laughs> uh, before we get into it today, any shout outs for you guys? Any well things you guys want to talk about or you know give notice to before we uh, get in, into it? I want to give a shout out to uh, I want to give a shout out to the community at Syracuse for always supporting me as the king of Qs. No, right, right, right. Yeah, of course. Literally nobody. Had... Go, uh, go watch a uh, go go listen to our podcast and also, um, you should give me money. Hmm. But mostly, you should listen to our podcast. But, <laughs> but mostly, listen to the podcast. Yeah, along listen with to the, the podcast. Money. The podcast isn't monetized, so that's actually you should just go do that because, um, we have good radio voices, especially now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Do uh, yeah, just listen to our podcast. Also, keep listening to Player X. He always has the best guests and the best oh, people. Absolutely. With him. I mean, we're here, so obviously. And remember, yeah, we... remember, block <laughs> dragon to one, as is tradition. Oh, yeah. All right, we got, we got the one out of the way. Only one this time. <laughs> we're, too fo we're focused tonight. We're busy. Only all right, one yeah. going out of the way. Now we got to yeah, worry yeah. about the second one. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, speaking of which, we, we didn't drop on uh, Friday uh, just because I wanted that Monday episode with Hani to uh, really marinate with the viewers. A lot of people mm -hmm. were asking uh, where the Friday episode went. And uh, I was telling them that uh, you guys got to check out the Monday one. There's just so much juice in there. I didn't want you guys to miss out. So go back and check it out. So uh, congrats to everyone who basically went over uh, to the sneak peeks and actually performed really well because they actually listened to the episode and got some of the inside scoop and knew exactly what to bring and what to uh, uh, see in the room and actually perform well. You so were we snitching on what people were using? Uh, I wasn't snitching. Honey was just mm. talking about the decks in the format. Uh, the best counters for them and also uh, what you should be expecting in as far as like entry level tournament as well as top cut of a tournament like oh, what yeah. you should be expecting as far as like the first and second round like all the rogue you might you know run into as well as mm -hmm. when you're in the ninth and tenth round which you might be expecting on those top tier tables mm -hmm. so it was just a lot to go on and shout out to Hani too for uh, actually taking the time out to have that discussion but I just wanted to make sure that we had someone really great coming back and to uh, top that off with and what better than our brother sister our podcast heart of the podcast for uh, coming in there and saving the day because i didn't want to sit here and talk about all these things by myself with you guys i wanted to make sure that we had a, a basically a melting pool of uh ideas and discussions for this because we got a lot to get into speaking of just wanted to briefly go over some of the fierce competitions that konami is sanctioning this year for us to see and basically how the company has been innovating some of its competitive play. We've been seeing a lot more advertisements, especially with the uh, Tokyo Dome, for people who don't know, just uh, one over the last week, was one over the weekend. We had the Tokyo Dome, which is in uh, Tokyo, Japan, and it's uh, basically a big-ass event where they reveal a lot of things, just like Yu-Gi-Oh! Con, but for exclusively Tokyo. And uh, they had revealed a bunch of things, like uh, short animations. They're, they have an animation department working on, like, lore stories which i thought was really really cool it was like a, a, a nice way to um and basically how uh, that whole event they i think they ended out with it and uh they also uh, announced a bunch of the other tournaments that they have going on that we're going to be getting into 
Uh, but there was a lot that was going on at that Tokyo Dome. Did you guys happen to catch any of it? Or was uh, that just something you guys heard about from the uh, Zodiac Duelist or uh, maybe just in the ether? Hmm. No, I, I was actually, um, I was watching a, a stream. And then while it was happening, I was watching it, not live, but like as people were reacting to it. So uh, honestly, thought it was pretty rad. I really enjoyed the animation and um, I liked what I saw. It was cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think there was um, one of the interest, uh, what's her, uh, Julia Hedberg, who, for those who don't know, was the, she's the, if she's, she's the head judge of head judges, where if she says MST negates, MST's going to negate. MST does negate. Yeah. Like, so she, um, <laughs> she was posting, yes, absolutely. <laughs> if she says that you can activate droll under shifter, you can activate droll under shifter. Um, it's just, but it was cool to see, like, somebody in the community from the competitive side be also invited and uh, sharing some of the information and pictures from there. So it was really cool. And that animation's dope. I really liked it. Oh my God, it got a treasure me so trove. wet. There's a treasure trove of things that pe that Konami could be doing, like in terms of storylines. Hopefully the Mech Knight Crusadia line, World Legacy line gets the same. Yeah, we need, it's we just all such know a we're getting cash packer. Yeah. We all, no, there wasn't yeah, even there was wasn't even the there wasn't even a hero appearance, which I found a little offensive, but that's okay. Come on, they have a whole anime on the hero. Like I know there's yeah, a whole, whole I know there's a whole I know there's a whole anime. <laughs> I, there's literally a whole arc, like a whole arc. Yeah, but uh, the, yes, it's like being upset that there's not a dark magician one. Like, bro, you have a whole yeah, multiple seasons where your, <laughs> your heroes got the best treatment. I actually just will not apologize. He kind of forgot about it. <laughs> like, I straight That's up That's why I'm not mad there's no Cyber Dragon. I want to see how the Cyber Dragons were all He should have been there, too. Cyber mm -hmm. Dragon is a Someone's got to explain Cyber Emergency to me, because I don't understand what the fuck the jet has anything to do with Cyber Dragons. It's so a future card. It's like it's like shit. it's a future card. It's like the Necroz trap that will eventually come out probably one day. Yeah, but it works for Drytron, too. What the fuck? Yo, that well, new limiter removal art, though? Mm, that yeah, that shit looks yeah, yeah. The all arts were also released for people who don't know too, and some of those all arts were dope. All the all the charmers getting all art. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. What was it? Uh, you said uh, the fusion card gets an all, all art. It's uh, there's a bunch of it. This is a smorgasbord yeah, for those like who want to look into it. Shut up! Oh my god! Oh, god. All right, that's, I knew him. <laughs> second one out of the way. Second. Yeah, for real. The Last second one, yeah, the second one out the way. But the uh, the uh, the animation. So the thing is, like, and I, I guess this is in, still up in the air. I would be interested in like if that actually turned into like short, uh, you know, four or five episode little mini arcs with actual like you know stories from the cards. I would watch that. I would actually watch that because I don't like. I haven't given a shit about a Yu-Gi-Oh anime probably since Five Ds. Like, I just like don't care. I didn't care about sevens at all, not even remotely, and I I don't care for brains. I just like don't care. But if they had a, I would be more inclined to engage with like the Yu-Gi-Oh product if they were like, hey, here are some uh, mini storylines based on um, arts uh, from cards that are really popular. I would I would probably actually watch that. I would take the time out of my day. Branded would that. be insane. Yeah, yeah it would. Yeah. That Albaz uh, Dogmatica shit. Yeah, that oh, would be pretty. Yeah. That would be pretty. That'd be pretty cool. Or, or like uh, put extra detail into that too. Yeah, or like a little five. Uh, like you could do. There's so many that you could do. There's Albaz. There's uh, the World Legacy stuff. There's the Visa. Moki Moki. There's you can even have silly ones like the Melfies or Moki Moki. Yeah, it would be cute. I would actually watch it. And um, did you I notice that they, they followed that. up the Melfies with Zeus? With the Gundams, it? you mean? Yo, <laughs> see that's the thing. Like a Zeus, like. Python like Gundam shit. I would be so fucking on board for that. God, so is Kevin. Uh, 
You all need to call Typhon and Zeus what they are, which is Kevin's new deck that he's built. <laughs> three and three. You don't need. Yeah, I already else. had it out, Roy. You don't need anything else. <laughs> nah, but uh, Zeus, one Typhon. He said it's... obviously three. I'm like, nah, you can't afford it. Typhon. <laughs> you know, I got I got Typhon for like, I got Typhon and Little Knight for really cheap. Like one, like the month they came out, I was like, I put them both in my cart, and I was like, ninety dollars. That sucks. All right. And then uh, look at me now, boys. Look at me now. Look how much I've plus. That's what Chris Brown said. Look at me now. I'm yeah, cheaper. I didn't, uh, but I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, I don't, I didn't have any regrets. Very no, absolutely not. And those animations were low key crazy. I want to mm -hmm. see more of those and, yeah. uh, and longer. I would watch, I told, uh, my other group chat, shout out to the group chat that I'd be fucking with over on the iPhone group chat that I was like, basically, I would, if they played like a subscription platform where like they would have subscribers come and they can like watch, like, and almost like you ever watch, uh, something on Netflix called Love, Death, and Robots. I, uh, yes. Where they, mm -hmm. where they have like seven to ten minute shorts, but like yeah. every episode is something different. They can do something like that, or they're just doing like ten minute archetype, you know, either descriptions or maybe like adventures of the archetype that we already know about and shit like that. Uh, like you, I, they tease the Sky Striker Ray versus Sky Striker Rose. I thought it was kind of cool. Like, mm -hmm. although mm -hmm. like obviously it's an overplayed archetype, but I think yeah, that really? that's something that we would really go down as something that you know big that would that's something that i would really give a fuck about and would pay to see i yeah i agree it, it would I, be cool i think it i don't know i love it but at the same time i'm like why sofa cord got so much video time they did what could have been yeah, but, that's, but like that's because like that's because like it was like oh sofa cord it's like uh you know like like it's but like it they're no celebrating it, it no impact and like but they're it's, not but they're, but they're, but they're, they're celebrating. Not well known. They're not hey, 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 hey! It made they're an like, impact in our hearts. They're oh, celebrating, yeah. Joe. Like, like a, like a, like a big anniversary. It's like yeah, a celebration. I'm just. That's my big concern with sort of this chronicle style. Is just yeah, like on the only, energy. only doing it for 25th century, 25th anniversary. I really hope that they keep up with it. Still in another 25 years. Yeah, that I mean, would suck, right? I mean, like, the, the like, like the like Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, I what I really wish. This is kind of like straying a little, but. As cool as those animations were, I also really wish that like Yu-Gi-Oh! currently, like some of the top top meta stuff is in desperate need of reprints. And I know it's like short notice, but I think it would make everyone really happy. It would make me really happy. Like like imagine He's like, imagine, fuck imagine, these imagine, imagine how <laughs> imagine how hype imagine how hype the community would have been if they were like, Hey, we know it just came out, but we're gonna reprint like uh, the sinful spoils shit with uh, Diabella Star. That'd be so. Why would they do that when they can spend thousands of dollars in animators to show you what the simple spoils? Because I are. like, I like want to play <laughs> Diabella Star, and I can't afford Why? it. Why? When you can watch them for free? I or, or I don't paid need subscription. I don't. If I want to look at a woman's thick hips, I don't need to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh There's God. infinite content. This would only be coming out of my mouth. I don't know why it's coming out of yours. All right, there's that's the second, the second. There's the, the second and the second one. All right, strike three, babe. All right, but getting into today's episode, because like I said, we're talking about these fierce competitions. The first one I wanted to talk about is something that's going to happen later on this month, in the month of February 2024, and that being YCS 3v3 Team Las Vegas. Mm. And this is going to be another big YCS because uh, the last 3v3 we saw was uh, Pack winning. I think Pink, him, Kamal, and their third uh, took it down and they were playing Dragon Link and Double Pearly or something like that. Oh, no, Dragon Link, Pearly, and Infernoble, which was uh, surprising. Uh, but they did really, really well. And so it's just, to see another 3v3 is going to be really good. And it's going to kick off uh, February 24th through tw uh, February 25th, so right at the end of the month. 
Uh, it's weird because this is a leap year, so we're actually going to have a couple more days after that. But not only is this going to be a regularly hosted advanced format tournament, as one would say, like probably with uh, more than 1,400 to 1,500 people estimated to be in attendance in just the main event, but also being ran that day is a bigger, even more low-key event, the Time Wizard team event. And that is speculated to have been really, really sparking controversy, not controversy, but more like discussion in the community because that one is a Time Wizard event where the 3v3 contestants will be running the game similarly to an advanced format 3v3. But the one major exception is each duelist on the team will be playing a different Time Wizard format for their team. Meaning player A will be playing a GOAT format, which is July 2005 format. Player B will be dueling in Edison format, which is April 2010. And then player C will have to duel in Plant Tengu format, which was September in 2011. So this sparked a lot of discussion about the community. Some of the formats besides Advanced are finally getting highlighted and uh, sought after and play. And as mm -hmm. well as even affecting uh, the secondary market with cards like uh, pulling the rug, seeing reprints in uh, the OTS, and even uh, cards like Substitute who haven't seen reprints in forever skyrocketing because there's such a demand for the card with, with such low supply. But I think that this is something that's really, really cool and interesting. Uh, and the addition alone is uh, announced or expected to increase the amount of players going to be in the room, not, maybe not participating in the main event, but this might be one of the side events that could be just as big if not potentially bigger than the main event. I think people would love to see this. And if this doesn't get any airtime, I'm going to feel personally attacked. Yeah, this, this yes. is by far the coolest like event that Konami's ever announced. Like, And I think it's interesting the way that they have it set up where it's player A is GOAT, player B, Edison, player C, uh, because they're implying that your Edison player is the best player on your team because yes. they are the ones that will be able to talk to both players. And that means that that player not only has to know rulings for Edison over current format, but they also need to know GOAT rulings and also Plant Tengu. Like just the, the amount of knowledge that this player has to have for this event is, I, I, I just, I really commend, I don't do it a lot, but yeah. I commend Konami for being like, we said that we were gonna support Time Wizard. We're doing it in probably one of the coolest ways you can do it. Cause like, I can, I can see a scenario where they're like, it's really hard to get a YCS level event for Edison, for GOAT, for, like people love the formats, but not a lot, most people just want to play modern. Like that's clearly the most popular one. Uh, so this is a good way to say like, this is how we give love to older formats. Give people a chance to play multiple in the same one. And mm. it's, just, it's super cool. I really like what they're doing. Word, agreed. Mm -hmm. Good to see it, honestly because Time Wizard is one of those like unique things that we have in Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, I'm glad to see Konami give it a little love, you know? No, even to, just to piggyback off of what Mel was saying, like, not only do you need to know all three of those like decks that you're playing, but you need to know all three formats, all three card pools, all three ban lists, all three yeah. tech cards. You know what I'm saying? Keeping all of that knowledge in your brain and being able to influence not only your duel, but the duels of your partners as well. <laughs> That's a lot to carry on yourself. Now, to be so far into the advanced format and like on the brink of a potential another tier zero format and have all that excitement and all that hype and all that bubble right about the pop. And then now you're telling me you got to go back and learn three prior formats 
and like you got to learn them enough to play an entire YCS. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Be like, that's a lot of information. Yeah, you've got to be super into those older formats. But that's the thing. There, are, I know we, you know, uh, we play advanced pretty much exclusively. But some people get really, really into those uh, those older formats, and I respect mm -hmm. that honestly. You know, mm -hmm. I would be if I if I just had like more time and just more time, frankly, I would I would really be interested in playing uh, probably Edison, but also I would play toss format. No one seems to like that, but. I like all four of those I decks. Love I would be I would be so fucking into that. I would play all four of the decks in Toss. I would I would be interested in playing. But uh I, I do respect it when people do it. And then the knowledge required, that's crazy. I mean, you, you have to be just uh basically a Yu-Gi-Oh pro. Like if you wanna weave through that uh or you know, you start you better start prepping now. It's, it's February fifth when we're recording, so you gotta prep like now if you wanna be well versed in all of those formats because they're all so different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's Mr. Quiet guy. Well, I, I, I don't have a lot to uh, say about that uh, time format. I don't like advanced. I'm too cool for school. Born, he wasn't born when Goat was around. Yeah, you, you have to take into account I'm still 19, so. That's right. <laughs> oh, Shut God. I can't hang Christ. out with you. Can't, I literally can't hang out with you. Just <laughs> <laughs> lying, um, motherfucker. <laughs> I do. I, I hope. I was, I was trying to find it. I can't find it. Um, I hope that the prizing for that for this tournament is a unique and or b something that a, like time wizard people would appreciate. Yeah, that are relevant like, to the format. Right, like maybe an alt art of a like a very popular Edison card or a goat card or something. Mm. Um, just because I feel like there's, I really hope it's not just like oh you win a box. Like I hope yeah. it's something that's a little bit. Yeah, better. here's your Nintendo um, Switch. Yeah, yeah, with a game that they haven't updated in years um, <laughs> well i mean Yu-Gi-Oh has always had a problem with prizing so but yeah yes um so i just I, I hope that the i think it's cool i hope that they continue doing stuff like that um and i hope that they i hope to see more of sort of innovation because this feels like a very innovative style like and as far as i know i, I don't know a whole lot about pokemon uh, but i think that this is a a unique space that kind of that uh Yu-Gi-Oh can hold because they do have older formats that they support a lot, whereas like the Pokemon and like Magic has twelve formats that they support, so it is what it is. But I feel yeah. like that's a pretty cool way to do it. Again, is like I hope that there's a big enough turnout for this that they decide like, okay, let's tackle a couple of other formats. Like, what is maybe ask the community like, what formats are you looking that you would come to play in? Also, give us a YCS on the East Coast. Like, when's the last time we had one of those? Jesus. <laughs> Feels like never, to be honest with you. Yeah, big facts though, big facts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you know what? You know what? I don't understand either. I think we've actually talked about this. It's, it would be such a slam dunk for Konami to openly just say like, "Here's a box." Like, they, they, you know what they could do? They could release. What are the three popular alt formats? There's Goat, Edison, and I'm, what, is there one I'm missing? I tell you. Uh, I know people like hat, right? People like hat format a lot. Did you yeah. do something? I mean, just to kind of tack on to what Nick said earlier, I think you could even do something like, let's take the three best tier zero decks. So let's say yeah. someone plays dragon rulers, someone plays tier elements, someone yeah, plays, yeah. Um, Zodiac? what was it? Zodiac yep. or something like yep, yep, that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or any of these other tier Umblar. zero decks. Gumblar, whatever yep. it was, you know, really like, we'll it. play that yeah. format and we'll be like, all right, this is tier zero and this is the best of the best. How much do you remember? You know, and yeah. let's be on tier zero shit. Because I think the bring back the tier mirrors for the people who just been claim, you know, clamoring for it because uh, they were interesting to say the least. I didn't enjoy playing in that format, but watching it was 
interesting to say the least. Watching all those effects go off, the the crazy casino of mills and oh my god, the the hype of it all was kind of interesting. I'm not gonna lie. It can did, you uh, imagine? To it. Can yeah, you dude. imagine um, the pendulum mechanics still being unnerved with the decks that we have now? How much like pendulums yeah. do get splashed? Like so, imagine pendulum tournaments. So what I'm saying is this, right? So like these are cool ideas. So you know what would be really interesting is if uh, Konami just said, look. We're gonna release a box. The box is gonna be called uh, Time box. Wizard. Time Wizard fucking uh, goat <laughs> format. Except they wouldn't call it that. But you know what I mean. And then in that box would just be all the cards that people need to play goat because some of them haven't been reprinted in eons. Like mm -hmm. Metamorphosis, for example, has like three prints. I just mm -hmm. looked it up because I was curious. Uh, or like like a you know you could have like a box and just say it's got it's got a goat product. Uh, or this one has a Edison format stuff. Like mm -hmm. that would be such a slam dunk. I I truly do not understand why they don't do that that seems to me to be literally leaving money on the table like i, I don't get that, that. It because also because down the format now which i would also 100 percent agree like we tried to get a group of people to play uh what's it called edison but the main thing with me was like look like i, I just like i know it's cheap but i still don't want to spend the money on it but if konami was like here's 30 bucks box it's got edison staples i'd be like well i could play edison like that that's so little effort i would do that um, I kind of wish they would do something like that. I, I, like I said, I tr I truly don't get the reticence. That's really right. weird. I'm, to I'm gonna be honest. I was trying to play Edison, and then I I picked Lightworms because they were nostalgic. Uh -huh. And then I found out I only get to synchro summon maybe one time out of ten games because my only tuner monster is Plague Spread Zombie, and I'll Bummer. probably and I've never seen him, and I was so upset. My extra deck is for nothing. It's a bummer. It's a bummer, but uh, I mean, but I guess, but it would they would make so much man, they would just fist fistfuls of money they would get fistfuls. Yeah, that would be something that I would also like to see, even if it is just to bring reprints to cards that are super old or only have one printing or the secondary market have already touched. But that's again another hit to the secondary market that I don't think that those motherfuckers can survive. We might just implode the market on some real shit that they're surviving off of these fucking high end. Uh, single print cards that are just going ten dollar commons that just go for absorbent amounts. <laughs> they just need these. They're just yeah. they're fiending for them. Sixty percent, like, please. But, but I also just like don't feel bad for the secondary market because the health of the game is more important. Yeah, you say that. You say that until it matters. When I'm trying to buy a house later in my life, be like, oh, I got these yeah, cards. Exactly. It's the same. Hey, I don't <laughs> care about buying a house now until you go and find out what it's gonna be like later. Yep. So. I agree, but I think that it is cool of them for starting to do something like this. Uh, speaking of the actual event, though, what do you guys think will be probably making an appearance at this YCS, knowing that it's at the end of the month, people are going to be having this uh, deck more defined, especially with the release of uh, Phantom Nightmare that just happened over the weekend, or actually the sneaks happened over the weekend. The actual release is going to be this Friday coming up, but they're going to have plenty of time to prepare for it. So what do you think one might be uh, making an appearance? I think we're gonna see who is who are people we should not be taking financial advice from. <laughs> uh, because uh. I, I think uh, anything fire is going to be the dominant deck. There's no question. It's Clearly, you take yeah. your pick of which one. I I think pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, you have I, I think... seven rotas in some of the decks. Like mm -hmm. it, it's it's not gonna be a contest. We're all about to go crazy. Yeah. Now you now boys remember what I always what I've always said my adage is always if you have a situation where droll is feels mandatory those are usually looked back at as unhealthy formats that is just kind of the rule. Yeah, droll has been felt like dominant in the past. 
Yeah, bro, I haven't taken Droll out of my deck in like two years. The last time, the last time, the last time Droll was really like a staple. Not like like I've had Droll in my side deck basically for years, but I never felt like I had to main it. Now I do. The only other time that I can think of recently where that felt mandatory was a uh, when a uh, Drytron was really a big thing, and that was a while ago now. But uh, yeah. Fire pretty much. I think that's a guarantee, boys. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, so I think Fire definitely. Uh, Labyrinth could make a sneak peek. I am. I'm very mm. curious what shenanigans transaction rollback is going to force Konami to address. Oh uh, boy! Yeah. <laughs> Konami has not lift. Yeah, Konami has not released guidance in the TCG about many of the like transaction rollback targets, and it's one of those. It's all over the judges' lounge. Like, how does this card resolve? How does this card work? How does this one? Every single person is, ask your head judge, because Konami hasn't said anything. Oof, so I'm hoping rough. that Konami <laughs> releases guidance on some of these cards ahead of that, because Labyrinth is a top deck. It's not a question yeah. that it's going to be. I think the Unchained version will probably see a lot more play. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, ending on a King Yama, or end, like having the option to go to King Yama, I think Hani was talking about this, like having the ability to pivot to other engines is something that, what I'm hoping we'll start to see, I don't like it as much, but I think we're going to see a little bit more of just like which decks can pivot the best, which decks, if a deck can play pure right now, that deck is the strongest deck in the room. And then it's any deck that can uh, play a secondary engine that you have to pick which, which one you're going to deal with. Cause like some decks don't die to droll. Even if you droll them, like they'll be like, all right, I'm just going to pivot to the other thing that I can do. Uh, and you're like, well, this droll kind of did nothing for me. Mm, not wrong. so i think that that's i feel like it's going to be a deck that either is like I, i'm trying i'm working my brain with like what decks are pure that can run totally unimpeded and impeded and i don't think there's a single one uh, yeah but whatever but, uh, one can centurion. do that centurion can run pretty well i mean i'm not not just fanboying because i'm playing it but centurion oh God, doesn't yeah. die to most of the hand traps like i'm not even kidding that's yeah true. i guess that's true not droll at least because you only need yeah, to troll resolve doesn't the do it yeah. yeah well so so fire decks for sure labyrinth i would uh, i don't I, I mean for sure right uh other things that'll probably show up um manadium would should be there it's been it's still tops like <laughs> recently it did so i i would be surprised if it wasn't at least in the top 32 that just feels like it will happen and uh then on the fringe you know there's other decks that are considered not at the power level of the fire decks that continue to be in the top 32 those are things like any of the weird variants of tier or any of the t variants of cash tier, like they've been there kind of consistently. It'll be un like, I don't think they'll be in the, I would be really surprised if one of those stuck in, snuck into the top like 16 because like the fire decks are just a, a level above, but I, I could see them being, you know, up there somewhere. Those for sure. I see a shifter deck doing really well. Yeah, there's like a couple right now. Maybe quite a few surprise. I feel like we like flu unfortunately might not be able to like we haven't seen flu in a while and the deck hasn't really taken any hits might take it might make its uh debut though because right if that's i'm not I'm mistaken saying. i'm pretty sure promethean princess only triggers on a special summon so if you right. use a normal summon at eight times a turn you exactly. trigger and shit you have to just play with the garudix or kieran that you may or may not be playing or if you're playing pure snake eyes that flame bears better be in defense right so. and uh and the other thing is uh you know featherstorm is still at three so if you're running a, if you're running a fire deck <laughs> yeah if you're running a fire deck then i guess you lose it could happen but you have to get a little lucky but like those are all things that could be there um so i don't know and 
I guess Centurion is possible. I've actually been, like, joking aside, because I, che I tease Joe about it, I've been underwhelmed by Centurion's performance because it's been in, like, tops, right? Like, occasionally here and there, but not to the extent that I thought it would be. And I'm, I'm actually honestly a well, little surprised. Well, it's really just, it just comes down to, like, does your deck lose the Calamities? All right, cool. Can they make Calamities? Did you disrupt them enough to not make the Synchro 12 on their turn? Then you probably are winning that game. If they yeah. can stick the Calamities and you just lose to it, you don't have in-hand or in-graveyard effects to activate, like Orcus and shit like that, then you're probably not having a good time anyway. So it doesn't stop yeah. you from playing the game. It does stop you from activating cards, but you can still Link Climb cards like i think or decks like horus which can just bring themselves back inherently they don't have to trigger they don't activate they're just big bodies that come back every fucking turn cyber uh, dragons. those yeah cyber well i mean cyber dragons have a chance because they just they otk they don't really activate many cards on the field besides a couple search cards but a lot of them's in the hand is galaxy soldier in the hand a lot of them are just uh graveyard effects that are activating when they get sent uh, linking shit off, uh, using contact views I don't need to activate for, like, you know, shit like that. So if I can stick one Clockwork Knight before you stick the Calamities, I think I'm going to have a fine time. I don't think it's going to matter too much. Yeah. Uh, but I think other cards like Orcus will be around. Horus is definitely going to be around with the addition of the Phantom Nightmare cards. I don't know if you guys have played against it, but I played against the new Horus shit with the new field spell, the new monster, and uh, with the utilization of the trap card that they already had. That shit is over fucking whelming. That trap <laughs> card is not it, yeah. once per turn. It is once per chain. And every time you activate something, they're bringing back an or uh, a horse monster from their hand or their graveyard. And that shit is ridiculous because you can just keep bringing them back every time you out one. So I'm not only building my horse lineup, but as soon as you try to out one, I'm triggering all of them like as is and as soon as you send something of, of mine I, they activate a new one in hand that specials itself when something's sent and you board wipe the field send everything on the field to the grave it's Damn. like what the fuck that's crazy yeah i can't, I can't say i have it's because it, it's like so new yeah someone's gonna base a deck around it now i think it was i don't think it was at a power tier to be a whole deck by itself yeah. before like but i think now pure, it yeah. can it, it'll be something used in an engine yeah, like Horus Pure, more impure, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, like this. more like level 8 spam. They could play the Danger Package, maybe cards like Trade-In. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's sad that the the one does, the new one doesn't special from the graveyard the same way the other ones do with the Sanctuary, but it specials from the hand when something, you know, needs to get sent from the field. Yeah, and yeah. also, the field spell also counts as field or King Sarcophagus. So if you can get to maybe a Terraforming, a set rotation, Metaverse even, something like that, where you can kind of put a King Sark out and be able to utilize all these names coming back. <laughs> crazy, crazy. I'll also, Sprite, yep. just for what it's worth, I feel like we've all forgot. Um, Voiceless Voice is very new, but yeah, that, deck is, that, deck is all, that deck is also like pretty good. And um, that might do better than people think because there's a very strong chance that because it's new, people are not super familiar with how to deal with it. And that could steal a lot of wins. Like the deck has, on paper at least, if you just like look at the cards, uh, really good uh, interactions with the way it negates certain things. Specifically, um, like field spells are a big thing right now, or like anything that needs to remain on the field. So there's a strong chance that that shows up in some capacity. Also, Cerevis is um, the, uh, the, the, the not the ritual one, and, and I guess the other one, but mostly the ritual one. Just like really incredibly good right now. Isn't that just put in a, like a tower? Isn't I like that's as far as I know, right? Just put. Um, no, nah, uh, the ritual, not the, the, uh, not the other yeah. one. 
uh, Voiceless Voice has, so it had the Seravis is, n it just has 4,100 attack, I think, while uh, Low is on the field. And it, it's an, uh, it's an Omni-Negate while she's on the field once per turn. The trap card is where they really get some value because yeah. Low can just activate that. And that is a, I think it's however many ritual monsters you have, you can pop that many cards on your opponent's field and this card, which Destruction's not the best, but if you back it up with the Stravus monster that is hard to kill with 41, and their yeah. continuous spell makes them untargetable. Yeah. So all of the fire stuff doesn't work because you can't target any of their stuff. So uh, so I think Mel, you're not you're not referring to Seravius, you're referring to uh the fucking Skull Knight. Uh, Skull Guardian. Yeah, yeah. But no, I was so that all of that is true though. Like it's mm -hmm. incredibly strong. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, they can swap out for uh Seravis uh, the ritual yeah. as like a you know as like an interruption. It's mm -hmm. just it's pretty good, I gotta yeah. say. It's, it's cool. I, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. It'll be definitely up there. I think the other thing that I was thinking is any deck that can put out a barrier statue. Is good. That's yeah. not the fire one. Is going to be good against fire because what are you going to do? Like labyrinth can bring out the shadow, the dark barrier statue, and if like uh, fire is going to have to, you have to then go straight to level. Oh, your link, to get rid of the link rebo and SP that shit. Away. Yeah, that's you have. That's <laughs> all you can do. And so meanwhile, bad, labyrinth's like, okay, now I have four traps you have to deal with. Um, yeah, I, I I think that that's. I think we'll. I think this YCS and more than anything is going to have some fucking wild choices in the side deck to combat which we often see with tier zero formats just like random interesting old cards like how soul release was a card that nobody paid attention to for a long time and then people were like oh wait fire fire needs their graveyard let's soul release it and get rid of five of them i was gonna really i was gonna buy one of those uh like three of those a couple of days ago and yeah, I, I i didn't because um it's gonna get distracted it'll get an ots reprint i guarantee that's something that we can usually rely on konami to do is like oh there's an old card that people like throw it in an ots pack as a common or a super yeah mm. it's good though it's really good and uh, also since you know we should probably mention there is a non-zero chance that uh some some runic variant shows up because runic remains pretty much um unhit except found it too which is fake fake hit so they were That's running possible. two to begin with right i know it didn't even <laughs> it didn't even matter i uh, i think that could show up um possibly but given yeah. the fact that a lot of people are going to be drolling in the main that could also get hosed so it depends on it depends on what happens there's a lot of right. possibilities there yeah. there's gonna, i think there's going to be a lot of banish decks in the room too uh things mm -hmm. like average obviously cash deck. runic yeah. uh generators i think it's going to be a sleeper pick mm -hmm. uh, that's just too, too nice right now Generator, interesting. We laugh, we laugh, but uh, always, it, it's a, it's a nice will deck, never, man. We'll never ignore that card again. It's a nice deck, man. It is, it saying, is. Even sleeping decks like uh, those fucking, those new Ashen cards. I what, think oh, is, like, man. I don't know. Is not there Generator um, Runic? Because they can place in uh, level yep. 8 as well. Yeah. I think it's possible. I, I would be... I would be a little a surprised, nine, but, yeah. but it's not impossible. I think... Uh, I don't think Ashend is good enough on its uh, the way it is right now, but I could, I guess it's not impossible. The main the main thing that's going to restrict this here is, uh, you know, who who is able to afford bonfire, <laughs> like. I guess that's true. Yeah, we're, and uh, we're paywalled out of the game now. I am actually quite literally paywalled out of the game. I I just like, yeah. I'm like, well, that's fine. I mean, that'll resolve itself eventually. I've actually, you know, it's interesting. All the time I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh since we started again. I've actually never felt that way about being paywalled out of the game because it's actually never been like this. Yeah. But, right. uh, 
you know. I sold my wanted stuff because I was like, I'm not Infernoble's not gonna play this right. Like, I'm not gonna play Infernoble, so I'm just yeah. gonna sell all this stuff because it's at its high, super high price right now today. Right. Yep. I'm hoping this yeah. issue gets resolved. I, I I like held off. I was gonna buy a voiceless voice core, and the reason I didn't was because the price. It was <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was two fifty, which is honestly like pretty good deal for what they're going for right now in presale. But uh, I was also like, even I so, two, I think even you so, it was two fifty. I don't know because the only expensive card in voiceless voice is low. Yeah, she's yeah, at, that's true. And she's at sixty. Right she's at sixty right now. Yeah, and then we'll the next see. most expensive card is the. Guardian, which is 16, 17. I kind of want to like save my money though because I yeah. am deeply interested in playing uh, uh, Lightsworn if it's good enough in some variant. So what kind of like Ashen, they look so cool. They, they do look they really look cool, cool, but thank you. It is cool. It it's cool. probably it's probably another mid deck, but it, it is really really cool. But I think it, it might be. Really well, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be better than Tistina, and uh, I mean that's a low bar though. It's I like agree. the coolest uh, looking archetype they have come out in a while Rock in terms sure. of like um like realistic art style as it's pretty to, neat it's got yeah. it's got cool art yeah i like you can it tell, you can tell it was draw, a different artist that rock archetype was super super nice war rock the Ashen, the war rock that's what they fucking were do you remember yeah. when war the rock, baby. do you remember when the testina cards came out and uh people were like they might be rock support and then they weren't that and they were the worst yeah. well you emancipators can cry about it mel it's been like four years at this point like i think it's <laughs> a long enough time that you should let me enjoy myself absolutely not no never not at the risk of block dragon right. but while Maybe. we're on the topic of uh konami sanctioned events uh as we move to one of the last topics i want to talk about tonight uh they also announced that they are unveiling a quarter century tournament so or a series of them at least which i would like to call the quarter quells for you hunger game fans out there Hell yeah. so it's going to be starting february uh 16th and it's going to be for two days but and they're doing uh, three big major events is going to be going down, and it's going to be mostly non-TCG player related. Uh, so they're going to be doing three different events. The first one will be the seventh anniversary of the Duel Links Invitational. Uh, the second one is the second anniversary of the Master Duel Invitational. And then there is a third tournament, which we're going to be talking about a little later on, because I want to get a little bit more in-depth uh, in that one. Uh, but there's also going to be even live streams of the anime, and as well as interviews with different players. And they're going to be streaming this shit for a whopping 32 hours straight. So this is something that's definitely not been done from them. Uh, usually when you watch a YCS or a big major event, uh, after the first day, they usually end the stream. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see that they're going to keep it interesting enough i guess to keep people involved after the event is done into the next following of day uh with all these quote-unquote anime clips and interviews and whatnot but i think it is cool to see that konami's branching out into these bigger and better events uh so be on the lookout for those and now that we're getting into uh oh, hold on Hold on, give me one second. Yeah, you got two Where's seconds. 43. Shut the fuck up, bitch. 43. <laughs> Damn. I'm going to leave that one in now, too. <laughs> <Sam> Daddy. <laughs> this is what goes on behind the scenes. I get abused. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It seems like Konami is really starting to branch out and get bigger with their events, even uh, though that they're bringing us, like, relatively the same amount of events, that these are really, really like, higher tier, more flashier I uh, would say more prestigious events, and I'm kind of loving it. Although I'm not an online duelist, I don't play Duel Links, I don't play Master Duel, 
Uh, I am still really uh, delighted to see that all of their avenues of Yu-Gi-Oh are also getting their flowers, receiving their love from the community, and getting their time to shine with all the duels that participate. Because I know that B-Duels, definitely, that, that tor those tournament packs are like free money because no one ever goes to play, so those tournament packs are like scarce to come by. And yeah. the ultras that you pull in them are crazy money just because they're just so hard to pull. Yeah, no, that's valid, honestly. Konami also straight up ignored them in these announcements. Yeah, for, for real. It's it was like, just like a nope. quick little, yeah, yeah, we're doing this too. Yeah, Do any no. of you guys play those, uh, Duel Links or Master Duels or anything like that? I, I played Duel Links quite a bit back in the day before I knew people who played Yu-Gi-Oh! in real life because I wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh! And um, I played Duel Links and then uh, I played Master Duel when it came out for a couple of weeks. And then I stopped because um, I don't like Maxi and I don't feel like doing that for every game so i was like nope i'm not gonna do this but uh played both i haven't played master duel in ages though because you know i already spend money on real cards why do i spend money on electronic ones we've talked about no, this you don't have to spend that. money i also don't play those so I, I was but like if I, if I if i wanted to but like it's also like you have to craft them i'm like this is very annoying i could play omega uh for free and play right. any deck i want immediately and it has a pretty active uh a pretty active ladder so it's just mm -hmm. no reason um I think it's cool. I always love when Yu-Gi-Oh gets some extra attention. I think my one sort of critique of this is the way that you're you're inviting P. It's an invitational, but there was no way anybody could have tried to get in. It was like, and I get it. Like Konami's reaching out to content creators to do it, but like the Duel Links one, you're doing a series where you're having uh, Sunseed Jess learning how to play and she's not one of the people that's so strange yeah um, i can agree and like for like it's cool to watch it for sure but like give me a chance to actually like get like that's what they did with the master duel one earlier where it was like you get a chance like people get a chance to compete whereas now i'm like you don't get like nobody if you weren't a content creator you didn't get a chance to do it or a pro player and that just feels like I hope that that's not what they continue. Like, do it for the first time, maybe, but make it clear that, like, if this is a thing you're going to do, give people a chance to compete for it. Yeah, heard. And then, actually, speaking of competing, one of the last events that they announced is something that I really wanted to talk about with you guys. Uh, it's going to be something that I allured to in prior episodes, uh, that they are bringing back the uds so they're bringing back what, what they call the undisputed uds championship and for those who don't know uds's or ultimate duelist uh series are a series of elite and prestigious Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments where only the best of the best were invited to attend and participate in these tournaments were extremely exclusive and really really hard to get invited to due to the, like the process of how you had to get invites uh, it's not like something like a regional where you can kind of go to and you get top cut and you get your invite to a UDS along with your invite to nationals. No, no. you have to like top like multiple regionals or uh, YCSs to even like be able to play. Like it's not like something that you can just enter your way into. So it's very, very prestigious, very, very renowned tournaments. And they happened to stop the series uh, some time ago just because uh, they started to do YCSs and things like that. But now that uh, Konami has announced that the UDS is returning, 
players from all overs can sit down and now watch some of the best minds in Yu-Gi-Oh's go head to head in like the best environment to do so. UDSs are known for uh, the competitiveness. It was like the epitome of like top edge, high end competitive play. Unlike how YCSs are now, where it's kind of like more flashy, more yeah, let's get everyone involved. Uh, UDSs were very, very cutthroat, very competitive, very in your face, high competition high pressure situations and they were uh, great to be around at least for watching because you get to watch the best minds at it and i'm talking about heavy hitter duelists like jeff jones jesse cotton shu ping cameron neal or cam the man uh andre torres aaron Furman. like all these names are already confirmed to participate in this event and they've also been like headlining events for uds's prior because as i mentioned before in order to enter a uds event or this one particularly you have to still have and present your uds belt which you only got for winning a uds series which was a very vigorous uh i would say extended locals but with only the best of the best players that are there so it was like extremely competitive it's pretty so cool. this is yeah with, with this coming back we've already had like all these names confirmed to play like i think it's 16 players in total and like, a couple of the other names are still there but this tournament will determine literally who is the best of the bet the best of the elites and i think that this is crazy i think that this is like one of the best of the three tournaments that they could have announced that is going to be the most hyped i think that this is probably the, the tournament of the year probably topping nationals but not topping worlds but this will probably be the second best most competitive event of the year Mm. Bar none. Mm. Yeah, that mm. list of players is like, bro, you want to learn how to play the game? Watch that thing. You'll see yeah. some insane players. Innovators. They're all innovators. Yeah. Look at the name. Jeff Jones, like, innovated yeah. Sprite. Jesse Cotton, innovated Tier Elements and any other deck he fucking touches. Shu Ping, created Dragon Link. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Andre Torres, the pilot for fucking uh, Branded Despia before they even got their fucking structure deck. Like, it's crazy. These names yeah. are just, like, pilot. They're pioneers in the game. And I think that these are the competitions we really need to see. And I'm glad that Konami's bringing it back because they not only I don't I don't think they recognize it as an actual tournament if you like ask for like Konami's like sponsored things, but it's good to see that they're sponsoring the return of it because I definitely want to see this like the no holds bars like best of the best John Cena in the fucking yeah. like, it'll be really clutch. cool to watch yeah it'll be really really cool to watch slam. like like, like, like no. I will I will probably dedicate time to like sitting down and like watching it on my television absolutely exactly I'd watch <laughs> like, this live I pay yeah, to watch this red. this is like the real this is the real minds of the game at work it's like wa watching watching like like I've watched plenty of YCS's and stuff like on streams but uh and it's always a lot of fun honestly to like see people who are like incredibly dedicated and good at this game it's like watching a sports event that's kind of how i feel about it yeah but, yeah, uh, exactly. yeah yeah you it'll it'll be really cool that's 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 really rad it's exciting and if i'm not mistaken it also brought some players not out of retirement but like some people we haven't seen play in a while or like yeah coming back in the lab time. yeah like bro that shit seeing all of them with their belts i was like that is the coolest shit that's really yeah cool. I, really, really I think that. even that concept that you have to bring your belt is yeah. like super super like oh, i love it it just gets me giddy on the inside just because like some people when they win things like that will probably be inclined to like sell it or like you know mm -hmm. pawn it off or kind of get some kind of monetary uh you know amount for it but yeah. to really respect and hold it for yourself because it's something that you like treasured and then now you got to present it 
and possibly put it up for risk? Like, what? That's crazy. I got to give this belt up. I had this shit set on my mantle for X amount of time, and I got to go fight to keep it? Oof. Imagine imagine those who've won UDSs and turned it down. I think those are bitch-made motherfuckers. They need to, you know, <laughs> get up, get with the times and, like, let it go if it comes down to it. I think you need to argue for your shit. I think it's kind of a, a, a concept that if I compared it to music, I usually talk to artists all the time and I tell them, like, I think what we should do is unsign all of these people who have a deal and make them retry to get a deal. Like, you have to go back to those record labels. You have to go back and try to pitch yourself. You have to go back with an actual launch plan. You have to go back with an actual market idea and a pitch and actually with bars and actual music and go back and, like, really do the shit. Not half of them would fold. And I think mm-hmm. it's the same way with this. You get a whole bunch of those UDS championships and are champions who have won in prior years and they don't play traditional. They don't uh, play the game anymore. Like they're going to be way rusty compared to the people who are still playing like Jesse Cotton, Cameron, Xu Ping, who I've, I see them at fucking regionals all the time. I see Xu Ping literally at every single fucking regional. I don't even know how he's there. It's fucking there. If you go to bumpfuck nowhere, he's there. I don't understand. Yeah. He's, he's doing the world. He's he's got a YouTube series. He's, he's at the world. Yeah. World's yeah. point grind. He's. Have you ever seen him hand shuffle? I. That is the fastest I've ever seen anybody hand shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. Like that man's that man's a, a machine. I played against him once at a, actually at a three v three gamers choice. Mm-hmm. It was. I've said it to people. It was the closest two zero I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> like I. We were fighting. It the, the score doesn't show it, but we were fighting. I um, I was like, bro, if I can just get this one card to resolve, and he was playing tier full power. He, he had happiness nope. in hand, or he had um, he had what's the special summon from hand bounce a card? Sh- sh- uh, no, uh, the no, uh, one of the Millers. I can't remember what it was called. They're all Millers. Uh, Kelbeck. He had Kelbeck oh, in hand. That no. when you special summon, he can mm. special summon bounce it back. I special summoned. Long one, and he bounced it back, and I was like, I would have won there. And then he had four cards in deck, and they were all tier elements monsters. <laughs> well, I was like, this is dumb. I hate this. So it is. Good games. Yeah, so, I mean, this is going to be, I think, one of the most hyped events of the year. I'm very, very mm-hmm. anticipated to see it. As Nick said, I'm more inclined to take time off for something like this than I think any other YCS of the year. I think this right here is something that they need to do more of. This is what the, the the players need. Obviously, you need more participants for it. There's only X amount of UDS championships out there. Uh, but this is agree. something that we could definitely uh, get on the retrain wave. So Yu-Gi-Oh! Really needs, like Yu-Gi-Oh needs two things pretty much always, right? Always more reprints and always more uh, like, like Konami input that isn't just releasing product. Like mm-hmm. always, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's good news, I'd say. Uh, and with that being said, guys, we are actually starting to run out of life points. I just wanted to brush up on a little bit of the competitive news for you guys and get you guys all hyped and fired up for the season that we're about to have, or at least getting ramped up into. Uh, once again, before we leave, I just want to thank our guests for coming on. Uh, before we get into their uh, shout outs and whatnot, I'm going to do our shout outs one more time. Be sure to check our Discord link down in that link tree link down below in all the description boxes. You can click that link, follow all of our sites, especially our Discord, where we'll be giving away a box of Phantom Nightmare when we hit 100 Discord followers, uh, or I should say uh, members. 
Uh, so when you get in there and uh, join, we'll be doing a, another giveaway for you guys, sponsored by Unplugged Gaming, who we will also shout out uh, from Manly's New York. Be sure to join their Discord as well to get in on all the TCG action and also communicate with the staff because they are very uh, attentive staff. They like to make sure that they cater to everyone's needs and get everyone situated. So uh, I love going in-store as well as handling them online. They always shift cards to the store. They're on TCG Player. Be sure to go check them out. They're really great guys, and I appreciate all of them so much. Much love to the Semi-Limited Podcast to Unplugged Gaming. Also, be sure to check out Brad, who will be streaming on Twitch at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. You can be sure to check out his link down in the description box below. Uh, you can also catch him doing our shorts for the Perfect Pulls Wednesdays. And you can also catch him on a stream doing things like deck theorying, deck, crafti deck crafting, and, you know, general playing of Yu-Gi-Oh, Master Duel, uh, TCG, whatever it is uh, that's coming down. I think he's getting ready for the March regional that we have coming up at Catscales. Uh, so mm. he's been more inclined to teeter his uh, chats and more of his interactions towards that. But be sure to go in there and communicate with them. Have a great time. And be sure to interact with him because when he interacts with me on our uh, Sunday Locals, we'll be sure to include it in our Friday Night Wrap-Up. So, uh, without that, you know, with all that being said, I would like to thank our guests from the heart of the podcast for coming on. Is there any uh, last words or any uh, final thoughts, anything like that you guys want to get off your chest? Step aside, gentlemen. I got something to say. Oh, oh, oh boy. Okay. I, I yeah, go ahead. go ahead. You've been listening to Semi-Limited Podcast. Shing, shing with MSTC. Team MSTC. Fro, fro, fro. <laughs> with Heart of the Podcast. You can you can uh, follow us on Instagram at Heart of the Podcast. Spotify, Heart of the Podcast. Anywhere where you can listen to any sort of podcast. Heart of the Podcast. It's not a shock oh, jock show. I don't think it's a shock jock show. Super <laughs> Slam! <laughs> well, all right. I don't know what the fuck just happened. I don't know. I, I actually, I really, I'm, I'm extremely hungry. So I, I think, uh, I think that we should leave. His hmm. name is John Cena. And I'm, I'm Joseph with MSCC, Heart of the Podcast. I'm, I'm Nick, I guess. That yeah, was overwhelming. You were doing yeah. the, the ending. Uh, I'm Mel from Heart of the Podcast. <laughs> Great stuff, everybody. It's been real as fuck. <laughs> actually, I don't know if you said... actually meant us to X out of it. But... Yeah, yeah, we're doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yo, well. as he's... Hey, they all said it best. I am Player X, and you have been listening to the Semi-Limited Podcast. We're all out of life points. Thank you for listening, and good night. Peace! Like, all roads lead to me. Yeah.